Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to the Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports. That's right. We're doing Sundays now regularly. You know why? We're having all these great guests, not only on the podcast, but on my brand new television show with my great co-host, Amanda Head, called Just the News, Not Noise. It is on every day, Monday through Friday, in Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on the Dish Network, Channel 240 on the Pluto Network, on all the apps, including the Just the News app. Click on the TV tab. You can go there or the watch button down below. Same thing on the website. You can go to TV tab or you can download the Real America's Voice and get more programming like that show 24-7 from all the other great talents that are on the network. Today, we put together some really, really great guests for you. A potpourri of the best from this week's interviews on the show. How lucky could we be? What a great lineup. So excited. Stay tuned. You're going to really enjoy it. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good evening, America, and welcome to tonight's edition of Just the News, the only primetime show that is dedicated to delivering exclusive and breaking news while canceling out all that noise. Now, here tonight from Washington, D.C., I'm one of your co-hosts, John Solomon. And I'm your co-host, Amanda Head, on uh, the left coast of the country. We've got some breaking news coming tonight. And, John, that's one of the best aspects of our show. You, because of your reporting, you bring so many breaking news stories, but also factual headlines. And in this current climate with mainstream media, that's something that they tend to avoid. And I'm saying this because we have a very big guest at the top of our our show to dive into a new story that you broke yesterday. So, John, take it away. Yeah, listen, yesterday we were fortunate enough to learn at Just the News that roughly 2,200 Georgia voters tried to register to vote in the 2020 presidential election, even though they were non-citizens. They were foreigners. Now, they actually didn't get to vote because the system caught them. But this revelation is building momentum towards an effort to get a constitutional amendment in Georgia that would ban non-citizens from voting for good. So not just the law, but a constitutional amendment. The man who actually is leading that effort, is joining us right now. He's the current Secretary of State, Brad Raffsenberger. Hello, John. Hello, Mr. Raffsenberger. Good to have you on. This revelation yesterday, you order up an audit, you see that there's an effort underway, at least by what appear to be non-citizens, foreigners, trying to at least an attempt to get on the voting rolls. What did you think of this when you found out about it? And what does it say about your effort to bring about a constitutional amendment? Well, we believe that, and I believe, only American citizens should vote in our elections. And that's why I want a constitutional amendment. State law precludes it, but the Constitution is unclear. And we need a constitutional amendment. In fact, they just announced today in Vermont that non-citizens are going to start voting in city elections. It's happening in other cities, New York City, looking at California, school boards, things like that. The only people that should be voting in elections are American citizens. American citizens should put um, pick America's elected leaders. We found about 1,632 who came back as unverified uh, or potential non-citizens. So we'll be doing a deep dive on that, but in the total universe of 2,258. Uh, but no citizen, uh, no non-citizen is allowed to vote in the state of Georgia. We're gonna investigate. They didn't vote, but they uh, got on the voter roll. We wanna find out why, and then we're gonna prosecute. Yeah, they may not have voted, but they sure are trying to at some point. Secretary, last month you announced an investigation into ballot harvesting. Can you update us on that? Well, we never really comment about any ongoing investigations. 
Uh, right now, we're waiting for the state election board to pick their uh, new chair so that we can ask for a subpoena because they apparently the organization through the vote said there is a John Doe that was paid for this. We will investigate it. We outlawed ballot harvesting as soon as I took office. Uh, we think that's a serious you know, violation of uh, state law. The only person that should touch your ballot ever is you, the voter, or the election official when they receive your absentee ballot. Uh, so we're going to do uh, a thorough investigation, but we need to get a subpoena so we can find out who this John Doe is, was he paid, how much he was, was he paid, and then who paid him. And we're going to follow the money, and we're going to get to the bottom of it, and we're going to prosecute this if we find that there's substance to it. Yeah, that's going to be a big, uh, big moment in that investigation. Sir, I want to take you to Fulton County. Your office has done a lot of work. Uh, there was a, a, an observer there on November that kind of chronicled a lot of the silliness and mismanagement that has been going on there for a long time. It was the first time the state ever got an observer in there, and it gave us a historical look. And then after the election, you began an effort to consider whether Fulton County should be put in the state receivership so the state officials could run it for a couple of years until things get better. Where are we in that process? And do you feel confident that in the next couple of elections, Fulton County elections will be run better? Well, there's accountability finally. This has been going on since 1993. So we have accountability. There's a review panel right now that consists of a Republican election board member, a Democrat election board member, and also our general counsel from the Secretary of State's office. They're doing a deep dive, uh, finding out what is Fulton going to, what is their you know, plan for improvement? And then they report back to the state election board and provide that information. And if the state election board is not satisfied, they'll ask for additional review or they'll have a hearing. And then they'll make a judgment at that hearing to replace the board or not replace the board. But uh, there is now a process to do that. But Fulton County has gotten the message. Uh, they have a detailed plan. They want to improve it. It's just is it too little too late. But we'll find out here shortly. Yeah, that'll be a big moment. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what transpires from that. How about splitting up Fulton County? Well, actually, I had a piece of legislation back in 20, 2015 when I was in the state house that we would separate North Fulton County because that used to be its own county until it got absorbed during the Great Depression. I would like to see the General Assembly move forward on that. In fact, the Speaker Pro Tem, Jan Jones, supported that measure of creating Milton County. But now add the additional area of Buckhead. Buckhead doesn't want to be part of Atlanta. Well, this is a great way of doing it form and merge all the North Fulton cities into one county called Milton County. And as, as you really have seen, Fulton County can't manage what it has. So if you about cut it in half, maybe they can manage that. Yeah, that's a really interesting. What would have to happen, sir? Walk us through what would have to happen under state law, local law to make that a reality, to create two counties out of the big Fulton County that is now. It would require a constitutional amendment because in the Constitution, we were set at a total of 159 counties. That'd be the 160th. So it does require a constitutional amendment, both both chambers of the General Assembly. Mr. Secretary, let's talk about redistricting. A federal judge just said that that must remain in place because the primaries are coming up in May and too little time to to handle any of that or change the redistricting. redistricting. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I agree with the judge's decision because when the Republicans have done redistricting for the last uh, nearly 20 years, our maps have always withstood the scrutiny of the courts because we do it right. And so we're really confident. And obviously, the judge affirmed that. And we're moving forward. May 24th will be our general primary. Yeah, that'll be a big moment to watch. Uh, I want to turn for a second to what's going on in other states that are beginning to do a deeper dive into the election like you've done. Uh, Arizona this week uh, said that a Senate-funded uh, contractor looked at signature matching and estimates about 200,000 out of 2 million 
ballots, the signatures don't appear to match when you use artificial intelligence as the reason. So that, that jumps out as one thing. And today, uh, Justice Gableman, the Wisconsin judge who was asked to investigate the 2020 election, said there are enough irregularities from weird uh, from uh, things going on in nursing homes trying to get people to vote to judges rulings that said that there were unlawful changes to the election laws in 2020. Uh, all this is going on. There's a big discussion in America. What do you think about what's going on in Arizona and Wisconsin? Is it good to have this debate in America? I think it's good to have the debate. When I ran back in 2018, I said we need to move away from signature match and do the photo ID. But there's no appetite in the General Assembly to do that until after the 2020 election. And so with SB 202, we now move to photo ID with driver's license number. It's something very similar they've been using in Minnesota for over you know 10 years now. It's a very objective measure. Who could argue with it? And Texas has followed us. And so that's the appropriate way, I think, of using the absentee ballot process for voter identification. I think that's a very strong improvement. Mr. Secretary, as we saw in 2020, technically early 2021, with those two uh, Senate seats in Georgia, a lot of Georgians are still very dubious of their elections. If you had to distill it down to maybe two top line items that should inspire confidence in Georgia voters to get out, vote in the primary, vote in the midterms in November, what would those items be? Uh, number one, we have photo ID for all forms of voting now. If you vote absentee, you have to use your driver's license number, photo ID. Show up in person early or on election day, photo ID. That's number one. And then number two, we've shown that the machines are accurate. They do not flip the votes. When the hand recount was the same and virtually the same as it was for the machine count, you can then trust the machines, but you have a verifiable paper ballot. And so that means that you can look at all your choices, make your selections, press the button, and it'll be scanned accurately. And so I would encourage people to understand this can be a robust uh, contest. Stacey Abrams is coming with her nearly $100 million that she's been raising off, out on the left coast and other parts. And this is a time for Georgians to pick who they want to be, who, who they want the Georgia leaders to be. And I'm hopeful that it's Republicans win up and down the line like we have for so many years. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting election year. There's a lot of momentum behind Republicans right now. You can really see it across the country. I want to pivot to something because you were gracious enough to come onto my podcast a couple of months ago. And afterwards, a lot of our readers said, could you ask this follow up question? I think I must have done a bad job. So I got to ask the follow up question. We all know about the famous phone call you're on with President Trump. You've been pretty straightforward about it. You know, you didn't think it was appropriate what went on there. But some people said, as a lawyer, did you see anything that was illegal or that violated state law when you were on the call? The, the call you were on, was there anything that concerned you? They say, you know, I think that was illegal. Well, I'm an engineer. I'm not a lawyer. So I'll yes, let I'm the sorry. lawyers answer that one. I just uh, wanted to make sure that President Trump understood that we checked, checked, and continue to check and look at down every single allegation that was made. And there just weren't the votes to find. They said there was 10,315 dead people. At that time, we had found two. We found two more. Uh, they said there's 66,000 underage voters. There weren't any of that. So every allegation that was made, we checked it out. We answered the question about State Farm Arena. In fact, Bobby Christine, President Trump's handpicked successor to BJ Pack to be the U.S. attorney, he looked at the State Farm Arena and verified that there wasn't any illegality or ballot stuffing. He dismissed it, and he's quoted in the AJC as saying as such. And he was picked by President Trump. So that's what I want President Trump to understand. Yes, sir, we've checked every single thing. And I'm sorry, sir, but you did come up short. No doubt. So we only got about 30 seconds left. I want to just ask real quickly, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to see change beyond the citizenship stuff that you do in the non-citizen? Anything you'd like to see changed in the law before the next election? Got about 30 seconds left. 
I think we have plenty on our plate right now. I want to make sure that we have a robust citizenship check. We've already done that, but we need to make sure we have a constitutional amendment. I think that'd be a great improvement. And then we're instituting photo ID, uh, obviously, you know, statewide. And we have ranked choice voting for all of our overseas military balloting. First time that we've ever done that in Georgia. Wow. Let's, uh, let's us expedite our runoff period. It sure does. And so let's, let's get, we have a lot on our plate, a lot of new issues, uh, new uh, implementations. So we have... Um, we're focused on what we have to get accomplished. That's awesome, sir. Thank you so much for your time today. We really enjoyed it. Folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna be back in just a few seconds. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you wanna protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C forward slash Just News. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, we are going to head down to the Lone Star State, the great state of Texas with Attorney General Ken Paxton. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Our pleasure. All right. You are heading into a runoff with the, I guess, the last serving member of the Bush dynasty, George P. Bush, son of what was his nickname? Low Energy Jeb's uh, son. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, we had a pretty good lead on it. We doubled him up. Uh, unfortunately, we had four people in the in the race, so it made it tough to get over 50%. But I have no doubt uh, that we're going to end the Bush dynasty. And 
we're not going to let somebody come from come over and uh, surrender the Alamo in, in this office. <laughs> so your office has been quite busy, sir. This week, you took on some new oil and gas rules. A very important moment, 15 states joining you uh, as we face a, uh, an energy crisis and we see what happened when Russia got emboldened by our energy policies. Why did you do it and what's at stake in that case? What's at stake is, is American energy independence. What's at stake is the Constitution of the United States. Uh, this is a president that doesn't have respect for that. He creates laws and, and rules through agency action, through executive orders that are illegal, that are unconstitutional. And this is one of them. And it will have an impact on the cost of oil and gas. You can already see what's happened since Donald Trump left, left office. We went from being completely energy independent to being energy dependent on foreign nations that are not our friends. And, of course, the cost of oil and gas has gone up significantly uh, as everyone can feel in there as they're paying much higher prices. This is the consequence of having a president that isn't looking out for the American people. He's got some other agenda and it's not us. General, you are beloved by your state. You are an America first guy, but you're also a hmm. Texas first guy. And this runoff with George P. Bush, you know, I think for a lot of people, it looks like an establishment versus America first runoff. There's no doubt this is an establishment. This is exactly what we're, I've been dealing with the entire time I've been in office. And there's no doubt there's no more establishment name than George B. Bush. And and what he did in his previous position was a disaster. And we certainly can't afford a rookie attorney general who has almost no legal experience and had a difficult time running the land office. And, and he has nothing to talk about other than me. It's all negative, obviously, but he doesn't have any way to criticize what we've accomplished. And he certainly can't tout his own accomplishments in, in the land office because they are they are not good. Yeah. You know, there was a remarkable moment today. CNN had to acknowledge that not only have you been suing the Biden administration, but you're winning almost all the time. A big win this week in the Ninth Circuit. Your uh, Twitter's lawsuit against you thrown out after you took him on for <laughs> censoring. Tell us how uh, what that felt like. Yeah, you know, it's pretty awesome. You, you don't necessarily expect you, you know you're doing good when you're winning in the Ninth Circuit. That doesn't happen a lot, even if you're 100 percent right in the law. And in this case, it was so overwhelmingly in our favor. They actually, Twitter actually sued us, trying to stop us from investigating what they did with Parler and deplatforming Parler and the president, and many others. And uh, we have the right to to do whatever investigations we need to do under Texas law. And they tried to move it to federal court in in, in California. And you know, fortunately, even the Ninth Circuit realized we have that right under state law. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate to be overly optimistic, but I guess I'm really kind of hoping that this is a harbinger of things to come when it when it pertains to tech censorship. Or do you think this is just a lucky a lucky stroke? No, we've got right now three lawsuits against Google. We have another one against Facebook for feeling for stealing people's faces, their facial geometry. I, I'm very confident in every lawsuit we filed. And I can tell you right now, we're not done. It's part of the reason I ran my second term. It's part of the reason I want to run the third term. I want to finish the lawsuits. I don't want somebody coming in that's funded by big, big tech or might be funded by big tech who will settle with them. I want to make the, I want to make our mark and, and, and free Americans so that we can speak, so that we have competition in the marketplace and that we have consumer choice without these companies stealing our, our information and not disclosing it, not getting our consent and certainly not compensating us for it. Yeah, so important. I want to take to another issue that you've led on all across this country. Attorney generals have joined you 
to uh, try to get the Biden administration to go back and protect a border that was fairly secure the day Donald Trump turned the keys over. Uh, you won in, the, uh, these, in these lawsuits to get the Remain in Mexico policy restored. But when you look at the numbers coming across the border, is the Biden administration abiding by that court ruling right now? Yeah, so we have nine uh, immigration lawsuits with the Biden administration right now because they are betraying the American people. They're betraying the Constitution. They're betraying federal law. They have no regard for any of it. And the consequences are severe with the spread of COVID. It's been enormous because of this. With the spread of drugs and overdoses going up over 30 percent, with the spread of crime and imposing these costs, when federal law says that his obligation is to enforce immigration law, which he's refused to do, we've been successful against the Biden administration in all of our immigration lawsuits so, so far. They've continued to appeal. Uh, they've appealed again to the U.S. Supreme Court on the Remain in Mexico program. So, yes, they have started to implement, but in a very, very small way. And we are hopeful that if they, we get a final victory on the merits in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, that the Biden administration will finally have to will realize that they can, they've ignored federal law, but they can't ignore Congress and the Supreme Court. Yeah, what's astounding to me is that for a year and a half, Joe Biden has denied the existence of a crisis at our border. But on Tuesday, during his State of the Union address, he promised to fix the non-existent crisis at the border. So do you think that maybe things will change at the border, that now that he put it on record in his State of the Union address, that maybe he'll actually no, start protecting the border? You know, I wish. Uh, I don't think he has any intention of doing it because he wants to. He's going to be forced to do it. I mean, there's no doubt from day one, he said the border was open and we won't deport you. And he invited his goal is to get as many people here as possible. He didn't care what their background is, whether they're terrorists. He doesn't they don't check whether what their health status is. He doesn't check. There's no vaccination. There's no checking. He doesn't care whether they're drug dealers. And he's enabling the cartels to become, you know, multi-billionaires every year because he's helping them with their human trafficking scheme and their drug scheme. And he's inviting it. So he's as far as I'm concerned, he's in league with the cartels. They have uh, similar goals, and that's to get as many people here as possible for different reasons, obviously, but they certainly have the same goal, and both of them are detrimental to the, to the, to the people of this country. Yeah, people are really feeling that uh, impact. Every state has become a border state, as you predicted a year ago when I first interviewed you on this subject. I want to turn to something else. Uh, you're seeing states like Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, finding some pretty significant irregularities 15, 16 months after the November 2020 election. Do you think there's a confidence in the election system nationally? And what has Texas done to get more confidence? You don't hear a lot about Texas having problems. What has Texas done different that other states should model? So instead of letting it happen, which is what happened in these other states, we, we fought 12 lawsuits where they tried to change our mail-in ballot system in our largest urban counties, whether it was Harris, which is Houston, Travis, which is Austin, Bear, which is San Antonio. We fought 12 lawsuits. And, and the reason that we didn't have counting of mail-in ballot lawsuits in violation of state law for three days to make sure that Texas went the other way is because we won all 12 of those lawsuits. Had we lost one of them, just say Harris County, Trump won by about 620,000 votes in Texas. There were 2.5 million ballots being sent out illegally in Harris County. We stopped it. And had we not done that, we would have lost Texas and we would have been counting votes just like Georgia did. They could have done the same thing we did. They decided to sign consent decrees. We decided to fight. That's the difference. I want to go back to something that you briefly mentioned at the top of the block about George P. Bush, his position as land management and, and the failures that he has had there. I'm just trying to understand for Texans who support him, 
land management to Texas Attorney General just doesn't seem to be a natural uh, a natural flow for me. Well, it's not a natural flow, especially when he just got his law license back after I don't know ten years. He he had a couple of years of practicing as an associate uh, junior lawyer. He gave up his license for a long tier of time. He got it back in October, or he requested it back in October. He has virtually no legal experience. This is a real legal job. This isn't for somebody that's playing around. And it's not like he demonstrated the ability to even manage an office, a much smaller office which with less significant issues than we're dealing with. He, it was a disaster in every possible way. That's why he never talks about it. He didn't talk about what he did in the land office. He, he makes no mention of it because it's really nothing good to talk about. And then to transition into a legal job where he has no experience – Again, it's this is not the time when we're battling for our for our for our freedom for our constitution against the the federal government who does have talented lawyers and who they, they do know what they're doing in these in these right. fights. We're going to go from a ninety percent win rate, which we have, we're over ninety percent, to a disaster if we get him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I don't know what the Texas State Bar rules, but I I would hope that he would have to do some type of re-education uh, going into <laughs> a runoff like this with you. But we appreciate you so much, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. We'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, folks. Our guest tonight, Congressman Greg Stubbe from the great state of Florida. Congressman, great to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor. I want to ask you uh, uh, first, you had a little difficulty, in fact, a lot of difficulty getting into the uh, State of the Union last night, and yet a few hours before, you could get on the House floor, no problem. Tell us what happened. Yeah, just two hours before we had votes on the House floor, and any member of Congress, regardless of what protocol you did or didn't go through, whether you had a mask on or didn't have a mask on, could go and vote just fine. Nobody said anything to you. There was no procedures put in place. And then suddenly for the State of the Union, there was a whole litany of procedures that was issued by the Speaker's office where you had to go to a specific place. Now, mind you, we have COVID tests in our office that, you know, made in China that were given to us by Pelosi uh, uh, for our office use. So we have tests in our office, but you couldn't use that test. You had to go down to a specific place during a specific period of time and use their PCR tests and only their tests to be able to test negative within 24 hours of the State of the Union, fill out a whole medical questionnaire in order to get your quote unquote ticket to go into the State of the Union. Well, my election to my district is my ticket onto the House floor, not Nancy Pelosi's uh, egregious, non-scientific 
medical uh, mandates. Yeah, Congressman, I'm glad you brought up the non-scientific aspect of that, because as I tried to humorously highlight at the beginning, the very serious and very scientific COVID policy. So according to what happened to you yesterday, maybe COVID only affects members of Congress uh, after 2 p.m. Or maybe it's the fact that Joe Biden was on the floor and they felt like because of his geriatric age, they had to protect him. But why did Nancy say, excuse me, Speaker of the House, why did she say that there was going to be this about face? Did she have any explanation? No, of course not. It's just like for the last... Uh, almost two years now where we've been forced to wear masks on the floor and then that's changed and then it's N95 masks and leading into the State of the Union as as early as Sunday and Monday, the the uh, guidance was that we had to wear an N95 mask or a KN95 mask and suddenly the Democrats realized that that's not playing well and polling all across the country and we have a midterm election coming up in November. So they changed that part of the policy the day before and now suddenly all these Democrats who were yelling at us Republicans for not wearing a mask around the Capitol are perfectly fine gallivanting around without a mask on. This has never been about the science. Uh, it, it never has been. It's always been about masking Republicans and using their authoritarian dictatorship that is Nancy Pelosi and the House speakership to put their regime on the American people and, and Republican members of Congress. Yeah, pretty extraordinary. I want to take you to a moment last night where Joe Biden says we're not the answer is not to funding the police. We're going to fund the police. That's the right answer. Three hours before that. One of the subcommittees on which you serve, the House Judiciary, uh, the Subcommittee for Crime and Terrorism, announced a hearing called Reinventing the Police, which I assume, and I want to ask you this, is that the new code word for defunding the police for Democrats? Yeah, it absolutely is. Instead of saying defunding the police, because that didn't work well in polling either now a year later, um, despite the fact that they've done it, you know, they've defunded police in New York City. and You've seen yep. skyrocketing crime rates, skyrocketing homicide rates and that rhetoric that went through all this last summer and and for a year of democrats uh, attacking our law enforcement officers uh, uh, t trying to take money away from their budgets we've had a record number of law enforcement officers were, that were killed in the line of duty last year and it's because of the rhetoric that was coming out of uh, democratic run cities and states and up here in washington and it had a direct result of the way that our law enforcement officers were treated and in those cities they actually did defund uh, um, our police departments. And so now we're just going to change the language a little bit. And now Joe Biden's going to say, oh, we're not we're not for defunding police. We're for funding the police, despite the fact that for the last year they've said otherwise. Well, I, I think the American people are a lot smarter than that. I, I would tend to agree with you. And, and I feel like this is putting lipstick on a pig because it's not necessarily the words defunding the police that minority communities have a problem with. It's the act of doing it where they're not having their answers uh, or their phone calls answered by, by law enforcement and they're not showing up at their community. So regardless of whether they wanna call it defunding the police, if they reduce the budgets of law enforcement across the country and they are not able to effectively take care of the people in their communities, it's still a losing issue for them. And it is, and that's happening in Democratic-run cities all across the country. And uh, we've seen the results of that in the high crime rates. And you're also seeing the fact that they can't now recruit uh, officers to come and work for their departments. Some of these uh, departments, I think Minneapolis was one of them, is now doing an about face and suddenly realizing that taking money away from their law enforcement officers, uh, they're seeing the high rise in crime and businesses are leading and suddenly realizing that they need to reinvest into their police departments that they took money from. Well, officers are, 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 aren't coming back to departments like that for a variety of reasons.
Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then the, with the vaccine mandates, you're losing thousands of officers to that as well. It's just remarkable. I want to talk about another form of crime. Just a few minutes ago, Congressman, uh, federal prosecutors in Chicago announced the indictment of one of the most powerful Democratic figures in Illinois history, Mike Madigan, the former State House Speaker. Uh, this is one of about a dozen cases where Democrats around this country have been indicted for corruption in the last few months. Does the Democratic Party have a culture of corruption problem going into this election? Well, it's, it certainly appears to be, and there's been this entire trend, at least for the last two years, where it's been the rules for thee and not for me type of mentality. Uh, they, they do things that they accuse uh, us of doing. They do things like during the whole Russia collusion hoax when it was really Hillary Clinton that was actually colluding with Russians to do the dossier to then surveil our own American citizens and use that as a reason uh, to have this talk about Russian collusion with the Trump campaign for two years. Um, so it, it obviously is more about the hypocrisy of the left than anything else. Congressman, we've just got a few minutes left. So I wanted to ask you about your new committee uh, for agricultural producers. We've got a supply chain crisis in America. People are having a harder time finding goods to put on their kitchen table. Talk to us about this committee. Yeah, I'm the number one citrus producing district in the entire nation. Uh, I've got cattle, I've got dairy, I've got citrus. It's a very large agricultural producing state in Florida. We call it the heartland of Florida. And so I thought it was very important to hear directly from our agriculture producers of the issues that they're facing and have an avenue of communication directly between them and me on all the issues that they're facing. Uh, and and you, you touched on one, um, the supply chain crisis. Our citrus growers get attacked, not just naturally with natural disasters and freezes and frosts and, and insects, um, but a lot of different other issues that face our growers. So I'm happy to put together an advisory committee that can directly give me guidance on what we should be doing up here in Washington to help them. Yeah, such an important thing. we got about 90 seconds left. I want to ask you, last night there's a moment where the president boasts that we're going to go after those oligarchs. we got a Justice Department task force, uh, the people who've been pillaging Russia and Ukraine. Wasn't his son, Hunter Biden, the guy working with those oligarchs in Ukraine and Moscow? And do you think most Americans looked at that and just rolled their eyes? And made millions of dollars and yeah, some money exactly. for the big guy. You know what's going on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, it's back to rules for thee, not for me. Um, I, I can't wait to take the majority back and start investigating some of these things that have been happening during his vice presidency, during his presidency. And one other quick thing that I thought was interesting was, you know, we're going to crack down on Russian international flights to the sound of applause, but we're not going to actually do anything that that affects them financially and cutting off Russian oil and sanctioning Russian oil. Yeah, that was quite a moment, uh, almost un a breathtaking to realize it. And Joe Manchin calls him out on it just before the speech, saying this is hypocrisy. It's really something. Congressman, uh, we've got about 20 seconds left. What message do you think Republicans have to counter today and tomorrow the uh, president's speech? Well, we have to talk about what our agenda is. I thought it was also interesting in his speech last night, and I about came out of my chair, was that suddenly we're going to uh, you know, stop illegal immigration and secure the border is what he said. <laughs> we're going to secure the border. Well, Trump had the border secure. He's the one that has opened the border and now allowed more than two million illegal immigrants to enter our country. The reason that those between 18 and 45 are dying, the number one cause of death, is fentanyl. You know yeah. where that's coming from? The board. Yeah, absolutely, Congressman. Thank you so much for spending so much time with us today. We really enjoyed it. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be back in just a few seconds. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. If I'm being completely honest there, uh, our next guest is someone who I wish was still in Congress, but alas, she had to move on to other things that were more important. Michelle Bachman, former Congresswoman and current dean at Regent University. Michelle, it's so great to see you. Thank you for coming on. Amanda, thank you so much. It is a thrill to be on the network today. So thank you. Thank you. And I I know that you are a woman of God. I know this firsthand because last summer when I saw you at Liberty University, you prayed over me and we prayed together. And I think that it's it's wonderful and we need more people like you in government office. But I know you feel like your tenure for that is over and you've moved on to to other things. But what do you think is the state of faith in our country right now? Well, on many levels, it's mixed. I think the polling data will tell you that there are a number of people who no longer identify with the faith. Uh, a long time ago, there were a lot of people who you might call country club Christians in some respect. They joined a church just like they would join a country club. But I think the good thing is that I think the dividing line is very clear. For people who attend church, synagogue, whatever their faith is, I think it's real and authentic for them. But I do think there's also a growing revival right now. What do I mean by that? I think there are people who have been so impacted by COVID, by now all of the threats with inflation, that people are taking a second look at their life and they're deciding that maybe they should give God a chance. And so they're looking at the Bible. They're looking at a relationship with the living God. So I think we're actually in a tremendous time in America where people are now not just taking things for granted spiritually, they're actually deciding I'm open to a relationship with the living God and how can I be right with God? Yeah, such an amazing time in our history. And uh, we saw that all through CPAC last week, a lot of people speaking about faith. I want to ask you about a question that puts faith in the public square together. Uh, There are estimates that we heard over the weekend of 40 to 60 percent of evangelical Christians aren't registered to vote. They aren't in the game to make a difference. If they were, we probably wouldn't be having even questions about these elections. Uh, How does the conservative movement engage those natural constituencies and get them to the polls in 2022 and 2024? John, it is a powerhouse block of voters. There's no question it's a powerhouse. But I will say that there is no question if you look at the polling data from both 2016 and 2020, evangelical Christians were extremely engaged in the voting process. They voted in overwhelming numbers in 2016 for Donald Trump. They voted in even greater 
uh, numbers in 2020. People don't realize that. The bedrock basis of support were evangelical Christians for Donald Trump. And I believe that that support remains very strong for him going forward. But I think what we're also seeing in this upcoming midterm election, people of faith who voted before, who were highly energized, I think they're even more engaged now in 2022 because they've seen what Joe Biden at the helm in the Oval Office has done to this country. It's had just absolutely destructive impact to the family structure and to the economic structure and to the faith structure. What many people don't realize because the news generally speaking doesn't report it is that religious liberties have taken a nosedive under the leadership of Joe Biden. It's been an open assault and attack on people of faith, both domestically in this country, but around the world. So for people of faith, Joe Biden's presidency has been devastating. And those people vote, they pay attention, and they're going to show up in the in the voting booths in November 2022. Yes, so we better show up too. <laughs> Michelle, um, I want to talk about the GOP for a moment. When you were in Congress, you were a strong leader. You were a unifier. But this is a different GOP. And obviously, there is one main fracture within the GOP. You got your establishment Republicans, the rhinos, and then you've got this new brand of Republican America first, MAGA Republicans, if you want to call them. If this midterm proves to be some something of a, a purifying aspect for the Republican Party and we get more America first Republicans in and kick out some of the rhinos, is that a good thing? It's a 100% good thing. As a matter of fact, I think really the big question for this upcoming election will be, who will be the leadership of the Republican Party in 2022? And I think the, the members of Congress and the members of the Senate that get elected at the federal level, they have to take a strong look at this and in the state houses and the state senates, because the leadership will make the decision about the direction that the country is going to go. The voters are loaded for bear. They're going to show up because the voters want change. They don't want the same old Republican establishment in leadership in the House and Senate. So the Republican senators and House members that take the oath of office come January of 2023 better remember the voters not just the old antiquated Republican leadership in D.C. They need to remember the voters. There won't be another chance for them. And so they need to get it right, these new members of the House and Senate. And they need to vote for leadership that's going to reflect what the people of this country want. They want to return to normalcy and they want to return to the policies that we're not were in effect and truly made America great under Donald Trump. Whether he runs or not in 2024, it is those policies of America first, the Make America Great Again movement. That is an overwhelmingly popular agenda. And we need leadership that's going to advance that leadership, that agenda. Not like the leadership, and you know, I'm sorry to name names, but when Paul Ryan had the chance to be Speaker of the House, he killed repeal of Obamacare. That is what the base wanted. He refused to even let the bill come to the floor. This is something very serious. You don't get a chance very often. And the Republicans have a chance to take both the House and the Senate in 2022 in a tee up for 2024. So they got to get it right with the leadership elections. It's extremely important. Yeah, such an important thing. Uh, We have 30 seconds left. There's going to be a, a Democratic response to the Democratic president is the Democratic Party heading to a civil war after tonight? 
they're already in the Civil War, John. Yeah, <laughs> There's no question. Right. You know, <laughs> Tlaib is the one who, from Michigan, the filthy mouth uh, Rashida Tlaib, she's the one who's going to give a response. And because uh, she's speaking to their Marxist base, and uh, you heard me right, they have a Marxist progressive base. Yeah. That's who yeah. she's speaking to because they don't think Joe Biden is liberal enough. So this is where the party is at. They're on a kamikaze mission. This is a huge mistake that they're making by allowing Tlaib to do this. And it's going to be devastating and bring division to them. And they deserve it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she may have a D next to her name, but you know what they say about Democrats. Scratch them and you'll find a Marxist underneath. Michelle Bachman, <laughs> Dean of Regent University, a fantastic academic institution. We appreciate you so much, and we'll have you back on again soon. Thanks so much. God bless. Stick around, everybody. We've got a quick commercial break, and then we will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Yep, our time is up. It's hard to believe, but our time is up. We'll be back Monday with regular programming. I hope you're having fun getting you some more interviews that we'll bring you, of course, next week. All right, folks, until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. Yep, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. 
I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.